0: Alright Spencer man Um, (laughs) uh, Do you ever wish you'd never mentioned something Like maybe mechanisms and mechanics Or burning oil Uh, But you know what I was going to call into you about alignment And uh, I think I'm going to give that a pass mate (laughs) (laughs) Take it easy man Enjoying the, uh, the episodes you look after yourself.
1: Never. Nothing could make me play your evil
2: games.
3: He
1: was slinging puns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. And think a part in about time too about not playing the
2: Cause
4: you're incapable, eh eh Hello, welcome to Keep Off The Borderlands My name's Spencer, aka Free Thrall so we open the show there with a message from the wonderful Colin Spike Pit green correctly predicting the slew of responses that I would receive from invoking the issue of alignment. Thank you, Colin.
2: Let's get stuck in. What up, Spence? Dude, I hear you about alignments, man. The games I tend to play have the nine point alignment system, ranging from lawful good to chaotic new or chaotic evil, with the neutral stuff in the middle. I lean towards lawful good in general because I think if those nine alignments existed in the real world, that's where I would fall in. But I absolutely and so that's what I normally play, and I get it that you normally play neutral because that's what you like. But I've I've really had a good time now leaning into like this zealous nature. I'm playing a lawful good paladin and I've never done that before. And it's been, it's been a neat sort of experiment and just kind of seeing how the other, (laughs) the other half lives. And yeah, man, I, I, it's good to kind of branch out every now and then and just sort of explore. I don't really have any interest in playing an evil character, but that's different. Anyway, peace out. Joe
4: from Wheel or Woe and Hindsightless, there. Thanks very much for that, Joe. I've got to say, I'm pretty much of the same mind. I quite enjoyed that brief experience playing a lawful thief. And um, yeah, I was quite surprised at, <laughs> at what I did with that. That black and white thinking that I kind of interpreted a lawful character would have. Instantly having that reaction two chaotic characters I think I'm going to be a bit more willing to play around with going against type in future so yeah thanks
3: Hey Josh Beckelheimer here um, I'm just you know sending you a message because I haven't done that in a long time and been a on a hiatus of listening to podcasts I don't know what it was just kind of bummed out, I guess, and wasn't in the mood to listen to podcasts, but I'm getting back on track with that. And um, I'm just calling because I uh, really like the um, alignment system in OSE. I'm a fan of just having law, chaos, and neutral. Because, you know, law and chaos doesn't necessarily mean evil and good. For example, you could have a chaotic character in your party, and that doesn't mean they're evil. It's, for example, you can have maybe a necromancer. They may not be evil. It's just the way they use their magic upsets the order and, and well, the law of how magic should be and, and how the realm of life and death should be. Maybe the norm is dead things shouldn't be coming back to life. But that doesn't mean that wizard who's a necromancer is evil is just they are outside of the law. They are chaotic. They are choosing to bend the law to meet their own needs. And um, so I like that and it's another way that it's easier I think, to change alignment while in gameplay because you could be lawful character. And you could be a lawful cleric. And maybe something horrible or tragic happened to a party member or someone the character knows. And it really hurts them and their relationship with their deity. And then now they're angry at their god and want nothing to do with him. And is now shifting to neutral and possibly during that path might find another god that's more chaotic and now everything has shifted not because of you know they're evil it's just now their world view and how they feel law and order should be is completely different and I I just really enjoy that because like I said it doesn't mean they're evil or good you know you can look at the monsters it says chaos but it doesn't necessarily mean they're evil they just have a different way of viewing law in order.
4: Josh Beckelheimer there from JB Publishing and a new podcast, I believe, that's on the horizon, The Forever Prepping DM. So keep an eye out for that. Thanks very much for your call, Josh. Yeah, I do think I prefer that simpler you know, three-point alignment system of BX, OSC. I believe it's how it is in OD&D too. And um, yes, the idea of shifting alignment makes sense to me too. I think there is possibly an issue with the languages of alignment, but um, there's no reason why you can't, you know, you have the language that you start off with shifting alignment doesn't necessarily mean you instantly understand the language of chaos or um, you suddenly forget the lawful language that you previously knew Um, but I think I, I get what you're saying there with kind of chaotic characters bending the law for their own ends or perhaps just disregarding it But I do feel there's something a bit more oppositional about alignment, this eternal struggle between law and chaos, and uh, a bit more on that later. But thanks very much for your message, Josh.
5: Hey, Spencer. Jason here. Sorry to bring the real world into your podcast. I I will keep from doing so in the future. As far as piracy and all that goes, I agree that's much better left on... Onto other discussions in other places as far as poor kitty i you know you're you're not wrong that it's definitely the, the original story was disputed even at at the time to some degree but i i think it's pretty conclusive there are at least or there were at least half a dozen credible witnesses that you know were actually used at the trial and you, you know just one person watching and not intervening or not getting help i think is too many. There was a report of one. One fifteen-year-old said his dad did call the police, but this is before nine-one-one. In fact, this is the, you know, an emergency number where you can call police. A universal number. This is actually one of the things that prompted the nine-one-one system in the U.S. So while we definitely shouldn't go to the Boondock Saints for our history of this horrendous crime, you know, there's no doubt it did occur. There's no doubt that there were witnesses. And, and, you know, there's no doubt that she was murdered with, you know, without the police being summoned there at the time. So w- whether that's a failure of the people watching, whether it's a failure of whoever answered the phone at the police station, you know, it's so a heinous thing. But let's get on to happier things, like alignment. There's nothing wrong with play If you want to play your Buddhist and your true neutral thing, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I, you know, I'm against the... It, it depends on your your game and your system, but I think... I don't think any of us are really playing in circles where it really matters a whole lot. Um, you, you know, as far as exact interpretation, I don't think any of us, were, you know, maybe if you're a cleric of a really specific god, then it'll matter, right? So if you worship the mushroom god, and you, you know, you might have some different restrictions. But ultimately, I, I you know, you use alignment to kind of help with your motivation and character a little bit. And that's good enough, if you know what I mean. Anyhow, thank you. I appreciate your episode, and I appreciate your chance. To let me pry loin in this one. Take care.
4: Hey, Jason. Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast there, and thank you very much for that. And I've got absolutely no problem bringing the real world into discussions. Just to briefly address the Kitty Genevieve's situation. Uh, it did come out during the trial that nobody actually witnessed her murder. What they witnessed was, well, to set the scene, Kitty was returning home from her job working in a bar. It was quarter past three in the morning. A man was following her who actually chased her up the street. She got outside the apartment to where she lived and This is where the initial attack occurred. She screamed out, waking several people in the apartment block across the street. They looked out of the window, saw a woman being attacked in the street. One guy called out, hey, leave her alone. And the attacker fled the scene. What happened then was that Kitty herself left the scene and was able to walk around the back of the building where she lived. It looks like even the people who witnessed the initial attack, if they came out of their apartment to see what was going on, they would have been met with an empty street. Sadly, unbeknownst to anyone, Kitty collapsed around the back of the building where she lived. Ten minutes later, the attacker... Returned, and that was when she was murdered. Just a tragic, tragic story, but the conclusion that witnesses didn't act because of what they call the bystander effect may have been a false one. So back to the subject of alignment. Yeah, as far as that, me playing uh, neutral in a... Perhaps more Buddhist way, I guess what I mean there is that I I feel I struggle to play characters that are completely self-serving, that there needs to be something outside themselves that is motivating their actions, I guess, and the whole kind of you know, would a Buddhist be neutral well. Here's a little more on that.
0: Hi, Spencer. This is Sofino from the Alone in the Labyrinth podcast. I've just listened to your two episodes about alignment. Um, I guess you probably want to move on from the subject now, but I just thought I'd chime in with my two apennies worth. And what, uh, which would be one penny, wouldn't it? Tuppence worth? Yeah, that's more like it. So what I was going to say was, um, yeah, I don't use alignment in my, games and where there are alignment related features such as or like spells or whatever in certain systems i try and replace them with something related to a particular deity or philosophy or uh you know chivalrous code or something just that's pertinent to the game world um i think the alignments are too broad i think like to pigeonhole human behavior and, and ontology into like either three or nine different sections is just meaningless. Um, And and I... What am I trying to say? Yeah, but when I did get into the game, I kind of had this very, like, D&D, specifically, basic D&D back in the day. I had a very fixed idea of alignment in my head, and I'm trying to locate where I got this, but I always saw it on the the simple three-pole law, neutrality, chaos... I always saw law as being like a belief in predeterminism and fatalism um, and chaotic being a belief in luck and neutrality being in kind of a more existential thing, like a belief in the triumph of one's own uh, choices and decisions rather than being at the mercy of either the forces of destiny on one hand or like the randomness of chaos on the other. So less like a wishy-washy position and more like an assertive existentialist position. I'm out of my depth here because I'm talking about philosophy. So I think I'm going to finish. Finally, yeah, uh, out of my depth talking about philosophy. I'm going to finish talking about something I'm even less aware of and that's Buddhism. I think the take that a Buddhist would be neutral is kind of, I don't think that is quite right because I sort of feel that in the sort of the texts I've read on Zen in particular, they would take a position of being almost above alignment in that the principles of law and chaos and neutrality would all be essentially the same thing. Like there would be no distinction between the idea of fatalism or luck that they are in fact just two different perspectives and ultimately all is void. Uh, Yeah. So there you go. There's three minutes about alignment from someone who doesn't use alignment. Thanks. Sorry. Bye.
4: (laughs) Thank you. Safinio. That's uh, Safinio from Alone in the Labyrinth, creator of... Pariah, the OSR, the, what is it, psychedelic OSR prehistoric stone and sorcery zine quest RPG, which I believe now has an art-free version, which is free on drive-thru, so no reason not to check that one out. Um Yeah, interesting stuff there. I particularly like your interpretation of alignment although I'm not sure how well that will go down with everyone I'm somewhat familiar with Zen Buddhism probably to the same extent as yourself and I totally get what you're saying certainly in the context of how you view alignment but I do think I guess I'm thinking about that neutral position as not necessarily dismissing law and chaos rather Viewing them as necessary components and kind of seeking balance. It brought to mind, that I think, I believe it's a Chinese term, Tai Ji, I'm almost certainly saying that wrong. Translates as the great potential, uh, the state before yin and yang. Uh, which I think is associated with Taoism, possibly, more than Buddhism, it being the source of the Tao before things are separated into law and chaos. This sort of led me to perhaps rethinking my own take on alignment, thinking about lawfulness as perhaps looking outside oneself for moral guidance. Uh, neutrality as relying on your own moral compass and chaos as being completely amoral. No concerns for morality whatsoever. I don't know if that adds anything, confuses it further, Um, but I guess it just illustrates how many different ways you can interpret the simple three-point alignment. That led me to doing a little more research.
1: Oh, Sir Spencer of the Borderlands, please come in, come in, come in. Uh, welcome, welcome. it's not often we have a visitor to the to the White Dwarf archives. Please come in. <clears throat> I have found the the article you requested on alignment, sir. Um, Here we are. Uh, We have to keep them locked up, the old white dwarfs. Uh, They get a bit uh, fidgety in their old age. Uh, Here we are. White dwarf 69. A favourite amongst the students. Uh, Here we are. The Wisdom of the Ancients. There, page 8. Rational Behaviour by Pete Tamlin, an ancient scholar lost in the mists of time. Now, nowadays, it seems that people disregard alignment altogether and just say it should be left down to rowblaine and other random elements. However, this article proves that the ancients had a far more sophisticated methodology towards these things. In this article, the old scribe suggests replacing alignment altogether with a system called Campaign Ratings of a thing called Golden Heroes. Unfortunately, these words are lost on us now. We have no idea to which these refer. However, the article may still be of some interest to you, kind sir. Um, You are welcome to peruse it at your leisure in the reading room. If you take it through, one of the scribbs will show you a chair. Uh, I'm afraid you cannot take the article or the uh, White Dwarf uh, document from the archive, I'm afraid. You must leave it here before you depart. Please, if you need me, I'll be a- What was that? A silence spell? <laughs> oh, I say, I did say these old white dwarfs get a bit fidgety in their old age. The old devil. Um, may have to watch for that as you're reading it. I shouldn't concern yourself too much. We have many magical wards and protections here in the library. I think any physical or temporal alteration should only be limited to the local area, so I would not concern yourself too much. If you do need me, I shall be in my adjoining chamber. So, very well. As I say, it is a great honour to have you here, Sir Knight. Please take as long as you like.
4: Thank you, Cypher. Fantasy crafting. Now, what have we here? White to Wolf 69? Ah, Rational Behavior Golden Heroes Campaign Ratings, a useful game system by Pete Tamlin. Now, you may recognize the name Pete Tamlin there as the co creator with Mark Gascoigne of Dungeoneer, the advanced fighting fantasy system. And uh, I'm just going to read a little excerpt of this piece because it's essentially about character skill and player skill and how that can become problematic around social encounters, puzzle solving, stuff like that, should you go with the character's abilities, or with your own skills as a player. But Pete starts off with the example of alignment. We will start with a well-worn subject, the D&D alignment system. Alignment, in essence, is a means of measuring the personal philosophy of the character and thereby regulating relationships between characters on the assumption that people would tend to get on best with people who share the same sort of approach to the world. The system breaks down in two ways. Firstly, a person's view of life is a very deep ingrained feature of his psychological makeup. It takes a very good actor to play a character whose alignment is genuinely different to his own in a consistent believable manner and other than a few simple stereotypical guidelines the game system gives the player no assistance other than attacking opposing factions on site all alignment governed activities occur as part of the conversation between players and GM and are thus susceptible to the influence of player reality second there is no satisfactory means of relating a character's behaviour to the alignment system. Many tens of articles have been written over the years debating whether or not players should be docked experience points for out-of-alignment play, whether the GM should forcibly change a character's alignment if he is behaving inappropriately, or whether the whole system is is a complete disaster and ignoring it has no significant effect on the game anyway. Game mechanics exist, at least in part, as a means of simulating character behaviour so that by putting character actions in at one end and perhaps adding a randomising factor, the GM can get sensible and believable results out the other end even the 3x3 alignment matrix of AD&D is a very clumsy and inflexible simulation. So that 3x3 matrix of AD&D is what Joe Richter was referring to at the beginning of the show where he spoke about lawful good. So you've got lawful, neutral, chaotic on one axis, good, neutral, evil on the other axis. And just from that small excerpt, you can see how the crudeness of the alignment system, the broadness of it, means that it can be interpreted any number of ways. Does it really have anything useful to add beyond lawful characters being compelled to attack chaotic characters? The article goes on to discuss How the Golden Heroes campaign ratings are useful for addressing the issue player skill versus character skill. So I'm not going to go into that, but it's certainly an interesting article. And thank you so much for bringing that to my attention, Safer. And we really need to get you playing online because I want to explore that mind of yours. Okay? So... In summary I don't know Well That's about enough from me I think Thank you very much for listening Thank you so much for your calls If you want to leave me a message Please contact me Via the anchor link in the description, you can always email me or leave me an audio message at, at gmail.com There's a Facebook page for Keep Off the Borderlands. You can find me on Twitter and MeWe, on the Audio Dungeon Discord, and various other places on Discord as Free Thrall. I'd also like to thank T.J. Drennan for the wonderful music he provides. And it just remains for me to say, take it away, TJ.